This is the Steve Shriver Podcast, where entrepreneur, adventurer, and community activist Steve Shriver shares what he's learned on his journey so you can make it in business and make it good. The big topic for this episode, your company story. We're going to talk about like what is a company story, where to share your story, um, examples of a few great stories, and then uh, tips. T- a few tips. We'll end the show with a few tips on writing a nice story. We'll be right back. The Steve Shriver Podcast is brought to you by Ecolips, the original organic lip balm. Use the promo code PODCAST20 for 20% off your first order on Ecolips.com. Ecolips, all-natural organic lip balm. Deeply connected with nature, applying beneficial organic ingredients to better people's lives. A proud certified B Corp founded in 2003. Ecolips, spread the good. And spread the promo code PODCAST20 into that promo code box. It's good for 20% off your first order on Ecolips.com. Hey, 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 welcome to the Steve Shriver Podcast, bringing you the gospel of entrepreneurship. Sitting in the studio in Nuboco in New Bohemia, Cedar Rapids, I've got my partner, Andy Solhoff, sitting here. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Man, I am so excited about today's episode. Dude, when you brought this up, I was like, it's a nuance of a topic that a lot of people struggle with. So Yeah, totally. Check it out. Your company story. This is what it's about. It's about, if you think about most great companies have a great company story that follows. Usually. Usually. And it... I mean, and, and even a lot of small companies have great company stories, but I can tell you there's so much to this. So I've got it breaking down and basically we're going to talk about like, what is a company story, where to share your story, um, examples of a few great stories, and then uh, tips, t- a few tips. We'll end the show with a few tips on writing a nice story. I love it. Yeah. So um, let's just jump right into this. What, okay, what is a company story? A company story is something that explains why you do what you do, why you are doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it could seem kind of silly, especially if you just started your company. But I can tell you that, you know, if somebody goes to your website and you go to the about us. I mean, there's the reason why there's an about section on most people's web pages because yes. there's a curiosity. Yes. Right. Do people click that link? Uh, you know what the the general consensus in e-com is that uh the the traffic that you're going to get to your about page is generally pretty low, but by the time people get there, they're super engaged and they're highly likely to buy. And so it could be the about us content that triggers a sale Ooh. or kicks somebody out. Like if you're, if you're kind of like, if you don't have a good about us story and I'm not yeah. even, not even, you know, making this up. It's, right. it's just, <laughs> that's it's, awesome. Cause it's, it sounds like so good. Right. Yep. It fits this. That's, I mean, it makes total sense. I've always believed in having a great company story and it's it's even better when your story is actually great, but mm-hmm. it's not a requirement. It's like, you know, if you have started a web design company and it was just you and your buddy um, that did it, mm-hmm. um, or you and your, your you and your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, um, you can still I think you could still come up with some level of substance in right. there. Why are you passionate about doing? Why are you passionate about doing web design? Why did you do this? You know, and build out your story, and yes, throw in a little romance copy in there. Throw it, make it, make it sexy. You know. Yes. Um. So, uh. So that's the company story. Like, obviously, it's just about why you're doing what you're doing, and hopefully, it's interest. It's an interesting read. You know, 
obviously keeping it relatively short. You mm-hmm. could do it in short and long form, though. You could say, here's the quick one. And if you want to read more detail, here it is below because then you got additional content. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing I like about it is having a short little, I don't, it's a single statement, you know, mm. who, who you are, mm-hmm. what you do, why you matter, why you're in business, like you're saying. And so like, if you, have, if you can't, if you can't say it in a sentence or a tweet, like refine right, it. Right. And then build a longer one. Too. Yeah. And, like, why is a story important? Okay, so it brings authenticity to the company. I mean, if you don't, it's like I have definitely done a, you know, clicked on a product on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, man, that is cool. Like, I wonder who invented this or whatever, and I can't find, it was, you know, I can't, it does, there's nothing about that. And I'm like, is this just some corporate deal? Are they overseas? I want to relate to this product a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that is the point of having that one, that level of depth, um, it deepens the, the brand experience just like that. You know, it like brings a uh, deeper understanding of the brand. And even like, if I have this new, uh, multi use tool that I got off of Instagram and I bring it here and I use it to fix the microphone stand. And I'm like, dude, I got the, I ordered this on Instagram and it's really cool. Like the guy was in the special forces and then he, did this and he did that and he came up with this idea and you know yes it makes the product more than a product yeah yeah so um also it just helps like it helps when you're onboarding employees to have that story it helps people understand why they're doing what they're doing uh you you know obviously sharing it with your customers and giving not only if it's you the founder uh sharing it with your customers but your employees can share it with the customers salesforce etc uh, even just going to get a a box made somewhere, talking to a vendor, like, yeah, we started. I'm, I'm, my my wife and I. My wife was making lip balm on the stovetop, and then I fell in love with her and the lip balm all at the same time, and we yep. started this company. And kind of giving the warm and fuzzies to the vendor, and maybe they'll give us. Maybe they'll be nicer to us when they quote that project. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, when we talked about this, something that I kind of occurred to me, and and. I don't know, Stephen. Your take on this is that your your company's story is more important inside your wall, the walls yeah. of your business, than outside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like it's part of that starting a movement. Not don't start a business, start a movement. Right. It's like part of that thing. It's like wow, this came from they were filling with turkey basters in their basement, and now mm-hmm. we're doing it on these big machines, and it's because of this really cool vibe story. And it's that that connection to something that's more than just a you know, a, a machine making money making machine, right, right. which, you know, business, that's what businesses are. They're supposed to be money making machines. But when you get that sterile and boring with it, right. It's like Tom Chappell had a book, uh, the soul of a business. This is from way back, but beautiful. And this is before I really even had thought about a company story, but, uh, Tom from Tom's of Maine. Oh. And, and it's like the soul of a business and you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have much of a soul without a story, right? It's just hard. So and everybody has a story. I think right. that's the that's the thing. Like you, you, even if you buy a business or whatever, you've got a you've got a, a background or a history that kind of led you to where you are. Right. Um, and, and everybody loves that American dream. Like, hey, we started in our garage and we worked our way up from there, and you know that kind of stuff. Or I had an epiphany. I dreamt this idea and did it. Also, um, on that note of you know why it's important, um, shareholders. If you are going to whether it's investors. Or a bank, like tell that story, mm-hmm. tell that story every time you can, because it just again brings more, you know, realness to the company. It's mm-hmm. not like just some capitalistic dude trying to or dudette trying to, you know, 
make a buck. It's like, no, man, this is we this is we're passionate about this. What's your take on a story sort of helping people like sort of not being for everybody? You know what I mean? Like, could, do you have to write your story so Ooh. universal that's like, oh, everybody's gonna love this? You know, I, you know, I. That's interesting. I think you. I think it's kind of like, do you? Are you trying to market to the masses, or are you trying to, you know, market to a niche to your people? Yeah, to the people. And I think it's important to talk to your talk to your people, your customer, mm-hmm. um, and that's also going to make the story more real. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that are anti-organic products. Like, I mean, there a lot of ag people are. Oh. And uh, I mean, there's certain people that are. And, and it's like, I'm, but I'm not going to like hold, hold off on pushing organic right. through my. Right. I think it's a, an interesting, po- a good point because yeah. like you don't want your, your story. It's, it's okay to say, you know, we're not for mm-hmm. these people. Organic may not be for the GMO group. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Don't buy our lip balm. Right, right. You know? Yeah, totally. If, totally. That's, if that's in your story, like, don't be afraid to tell it. Yeah, man, be, might, be yeah. absolutely real. Now, granted, I try not to offend people when I right. put words up on my website and mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, on that note, it also, just, like, telling your story shows that you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than somebody – I've seen it happen where either people are so burned out on their business, and I've probably done this a couple times where I'm like – yeah, yeah, we make you make we make lip balm. You know, it's like no, it's not catchy on a day. Right? Right? Like, <laughs> somebody get Steve uh, a drink and remind right? him of his business story, please. So it does show show you know pride in your business, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that and that's contagious. That pride is contagious all through those uh, those relationships that we talked about: customers, employees, vendors, shareholders, community, all that stuff. So so now let's talk about where to share your story. I mean, this is pretty obvious. Uh, the number one thing that you want to have happen is it's getting shared by word of mouth. Like that is the number one goal of having a story and even posting it on the walls in the break room at your place or in your office um, is to to get people to engage in it and get people to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And so the story should be on your sales presentation deck. It should be the first uh, first page. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, this is why we do what we do right here. Do you consider like mission, vision, values a part of the story? I mean, are there, is it because is it like here's like the narrative of like the Stephen Andrea Shriver Ecolypse story, but you also have your mission, vision, values? Because I there's some yeah, there's a little bit of overlap there. I tend to say that the mission and vision are uh, secondary. Mm-hmm. They're in the iterative process. You have the story and then out of the story comes your mission and vision mm-hmm. because the story is the starting point. Right. And there's a value. I mean, it's like the story leads mm-hmm. to your values, leads to your mission. Yeah. I yeah. Can see so, that but you could, sure. you could, I, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to add some of mission values into the story or say that you discovered this mission and values along with it, mm-hmm. but they're definitely, you know, two completely separate things mm-hmm. in my head. That's, yes. Yes. So, and then of course you're talking, uh, you want, you got to share it on your website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, whatever sites you have, tell that story. Um, doing a YouTube video or TikTok, TikTok stories or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Instagram stories, like get to every once in a while, just plug that story. Like, can you believe this started from yeah. know, here? You know, what I'm, I, a couple things. What I love hearing about this is like it, it kind of keeps you grounded and gives you the perspective of like, you know, 
you you weren't always here, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of really good people who are making Ecolips what Ecolypse is and other other businesses and that kind of stuff. And so I, I love that aspect of it. Is like yeah. don't don't get too far away from your story. Yeah, you know, and and who you are that you kind of lose sight of that. Like, yeah, and it, totally, totally, and 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 that's yeah, that's a great point. It's like you are the story and you are the continuation of the story. So you got to embrace it, right? It's like, that's why we have history books because we don't want to forget that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like uh, a month ago, I did a 10 second TikTok, and it said, we used to make lip balm with turkey basters and now we make it here. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it was just went from me saying that to a video of automation, mm-hmm. less than 10 seconds, 10,000 views on that video within a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are interested in this kind of content. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And I'm not doing it just to create content. I'm like, I'm freaking proud of this, man. Yep. You know? Yep. So uh, let's talk about examples of a few great stories. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, a couple that came come to mind are Ben and Jerry's. Yes. All right. These two hippies mm-hmm. out on the East Coast. Yes. Have an ice cream dream. Mm-hmm. And they start they start making ice cream. And one of the really fascinating parts about their journey is that they put $5 kind of coupons to buy stock in their company on top of their ice cream containers early on. Really? Right. So and it was like, it's moderately against the law to do that. <laughs> but they freaking figured out a way to do it. And it got community engagement. But... And then they ended up selling to whoever massive PepsiCo or something, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure. Right. But Ben and Jerry's ice cream, mm-hmm. these, you know, um, I mean, that's just one little piece of it. But So what's great about this, and I hadn't even really thought about this, but, you know, your story may not even have started yet. If you're listening to this podcast. Mm, that's deep. It could be right now. You could be in that relationship with a friend or, or, or you know, loved one or whatever. And you and this is it, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. sp- need to spot that opportunity to realize, like, hey, we have this passion for this whatever thing, and let's go sort of take the first step and and do yeah. something. So, it may, you may be in the throes of it, and you kind of need to be reminded of you know where you started in your story, and yeah, or you may you know it you may not be there yet, and uh, that's okay, um, you know. Yeah, man, but it's like yeah, this is part of the part of the process, part of the journey. Mm-hmm. That's something to look forward to if you're going to start your business. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so the next one, I, I talk about Patagonia a lot. Um, Patagonia, I mean, dude, Yvonne Chouinard was a dirtbag climber, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed dirtbag climber, mm-hmm. and he was making climbing gear. And, and you know, work, you know, metal, you know, metaling, what do you call it? Metal, metal forging. Smith, metal forging. Yeah. Pitons and crampons and not, yeah, everything that he could make. And what he realized was that the clothing that he was wearing would just wear out like crazy. When he's doing these hard climbs, it just wear out like crazy. And he figured out, you know, at one point that um, it was like a soccer jersey polo. I'm not even sure what you call it, but he was like, oh, this is, it's a, oh, like a rugby oh, thing. Yeah. And he, like, if I wear a rugby, you know, thing, then that would, that works. Mm hmm. And then he, but now he owns Patagonia. He started Patagonia. They do over a over billion dollars in sales a year. And they're a model in sustainability, but still it was like out of that personal need and then recognizing that there is an opportunity there. I mean, huge. Right. And 
I mean, yes, I own a Patagonia shop, but I've been passionate about Patagonia for many, many years because of that. Right. I I have one more, and uh, it's Patron, um, the the tequila company. Really? Yeah. So Patron, um, this dude. All right, I got to figure this out because the the site that I pulled up, I wasn't familiar with this, and I because I was just Googling um, company store, great company stories, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and this one popped up, and if I am if if if, if this information is correct, um that this dude was uh uh homeless and he started the uh patron tequila company and became a billionaire so uh those kind of you know coming from nothing self-made which mo- that's what i can relate to and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people are in that boat where it's like man i'm going to do this and that's what makes a story really really engaging is when you're like wow this guy came from nothing and created this out of you know basically thin air Mm -hmm. luck does not exist in this in the entrepreneurial world right this is something that he made this whole thing happen and that that is a great story yeah absolutely absolutely and i I, you know something that um i grew up in a small town i didn't really know what an entrepreneur was Mm -hmm. when i was growing up i didn't really i didn't really know business people, you know, people who own small businesses. I grew mm-hmm. up in an agricultural community. Um, but the thing that I like to, to say is like, if so, somebody like you has done it and done what, uh, you know, the founder Patron did, anybody can do it. So yeah. You know what I mean? And so yep. um, that's a really awesome example. It's like literally started from absolutely not from hope, homelessness to right. be able to, to do that. It's like, you yeah. know what? It is possible. If him, you know, right. anybody can do it. If, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So Amen. that's awesome. Amen. So, um, yeah, it's, I just recommend like Googling, hey, let's, I want to read about great company stories, any industry, because it's, it's really interesting. So we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. What, are there any stories that you heard, Andy, about any local companies that, where they, they have a good history? Well, um, I, uh, friend of mine uh his name is jackson uh berger he's uh currently the president at acme electric company um played golf with him met him you know a few times but um you know get to going about his his business and uh i want to say that they're in like the fourth generation he is of uh running uh, acme electric you know here in cedar rapids um cool and you know the the thing that you know we you were talking a lot about on your story with with Andrea is like sort of the startup story and something that I liked about Jackson and and, and working with him was uh it's the sort of the longevity it's the family aspect mm-hmm. of it it's being mm-hmm. in the community for legacy business yes yeah and so you know I I think an interesting point is how your story evolves and how what story do you tell, right? Because yeah, in 50 yeah. years, when uh, you're running on Bionics or something yeah. like that and uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> or when you're all gone, I guess, right? right? right. But obviously, <laughs> is, you know, so when you're, in 50 years, Steve, when, when you're gone, the Ecolypse will still be right. running. Hopefully. And maybe they'll tell the Steve and Andrea Shriver story and how you guys started things, but maybe. my hope is that they've, evolved and they have a new story and yeah. if it's not your daughter's running the business or whatever but it's like 
for different ages of companies, there's a different part yeah. of the story that you and want you to could tell. just grab a couple sentences out of that first one and move it to the next one or mm-hmm. whatever. But absolutely, mm-hmm. so this is that's a great segue into the final phase of today's program, which is uh, tips on writing a good story. Yes. So yeah, um, one thing I would say is, you know, first of all, don't feel like you have to write this yourself. You know, I always say like, when in doubt, delegate it out. <laughs> So you could, you know, put chicken scratch on paper, whatever, and and get something with the information or hire a writer to help you formulate it. Like, um, and they, they'll ask you the right questions. Hopefully. I think that's when, when we were talking about that, that's probably the best thing because Mm -hmm. I would say 80% of people are going to be not good to terrible at telling their own story, (laughs) Uh, you know, and even just having somebody that's like, hey, well, how did you get started? Oh, well, yeah. it was no big deal. We were just at Andrea's one day, and right. she was making this lip balm. And you it's know, like what? Like, show me. Like, the, was, was there a pot and a pan? And how uh, did you know? Yeah, and, it's like yeah. no big then, deal, right. you know. But they pick up on it and they come up. They yeah. they're that's telling your story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how they think. And that, so if it's not how you think, no right. big deal. Right. And I think you could, you know, whether it's a, a friend or a local business that does press releases you could find somebody to do it for you know a couple hundred bucks i would think or under five hundred dollars and you'll get way more than you spent out of it from Mm -hmm. an roi standpoint and i think the first point that you want to ask yourself is why do we exist you know and like for ecolips for instance it was we're here because we we saw we saw a need for organic lip balm for consumers that was pretty simple um but then 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 you write a story around that you know you saw a need, but how did you even fulfill that need? And what did that mean to you? And, you know, back in the nineties when Andrea and I making lip balm on the stovetop, she fell in love with, or Steve fell in love with her and the lip balm all at the same time. The couple recognized a gap in the market for organic lip balm, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So kind of just, you know, make it flow like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you gotta be real. You gotta be real. You gotta be true to your brand, true to your, your ethos and all that stuff. And, and try to, and this is where a writer might help, but try to include interesting facts about the beginning or, you know, uh, you know, like that's why we always say like we use a turkey baster because people say. are like, what the, what, right. how, why, what? <laughs> we have a quota for how many times we have to say turkey right. baster on this podcast and it's at least once per episode. Right. Check out future episodes for your references to turkey baster. Oh, man. Um so, you know, just there, every company has those little factoids that are just interesting that mm-hmm. you that the, the customer wouldn't know about. Um, you know, keep the story relatively short. I mean, one, you know, one page Word doc or, you know, four paragraphs, whatever. Just do it as succinct as possible. Um, timelines are fun, you know, other and you can make a visual out of it. So even if you and this is the thing, I guess, if you don't want to write. Uh, if you don't want to write a wordy story, you could just do a timeline and, and put some little key points in there and say, you know, 2011, boom, 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 two bullets, three bullets. And then, you know, 2015, we expanded into this. Yep. 2016, we added these new products. And, in you know, I think what's important about that is that first one is just like, you know, so-and-so got together and, you know, dreamt up this amazing yep. idea. Yep. Um. This last thing that I, I'm going to say is uh, maybe controversial. I don't know. Uh, and it goes like last 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 episode about South by Southwest where I was like, you know, qual- uh, quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I really believe that a mediocre 
story, a mediocre company story would be better than none at all. And, you know, just like get something done, get something that you can share and then hone it and get better at it. Yeah. But like having something is better than having nothing in this realm. Yep. I think the other thing that I'd add to this as well is uh, for for people to feel comfortable and understand the expectation of what it is for a business to tell its story visually Mm -hmm. and having that consistency with the words on the page and how everything looks right. Like um, if the story is organic, uh, you know, lip balm, you can't be coming in there with like industrial big block fonts and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know what I mean? Black (laughs) and gray, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's not telling it, you know, uh, consistently. Right. And I think people a lot of times will, uh, identify with the visuals faster than what they identify with the the words on the page. So, um, true, man. Yeah. and, And that, this is another area where like, um, you know, having someone help you, you know, contracting with someone who is a designer or can help you tell your story visually and and come up with a brand standard is, is totally, totally. And even like what you name it. I mean, it's even on the Ecolypse website, Mm -hmm. we talk about it's, it starts out founded with love. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, organic lip balm on the rise, you know, it's not a headline. It's more like bringing that emotional thing. And then it's got a picture of Andrea and I on there. And I think the previous picture was us with our kids. The kids are not relevant to the story, but again, sort of bringing that message of love mm-hmm. uh, and and just that, you know, that whole, uh, uh, you know, that's organic aspect of it. Yeah. So I, you know, my advice from this podcast is if you are somebody who can help write or and or create visually brand stories, like uh, you probably will have business forever because I don't think, you know, the brand stories, business stories will ever become irrelevant. They will always be... Yeah relevant and even in web three in the metaverse mm-hmm. you still got to have a story yeah i mean shoot right have your avatar telling have, have a backstory yeah backstory <laughs> <laughs> so cool man this is a great conversation yes i yep. think uh hopefully everybody out there got a little something about it uh i'm gonna plug my my tiktok because i've been doing like three to four tiktoks a day and it's all these um Every like snippets, I'm doing like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, some are up to 30 seconds, but just like entrepreneurial slip snippets every day to help everybody gain strength in their entrepreneurship and their endeavors. So, uh, Andy, thank you so much. What was your TikTok? Yeah. Is it just you just oh, Steve yeah, Shriver? Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, gotta remind everything's simple with me. It's like Twitter at Steve Shriver, yeah, Steve Shriver podcast, TikTok, Steve Shriver, creativity, <laughs> right? Pretty simple. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, thank you for your support. Have a great rest of your week, folks. The Steve Shriver Podcast is brought to you by Ecolips, the original organic lip balm. Use the promo code PODCAST20 for 20% off your first order on Ecolips.com. Keep up with the show at SteveShriverPodcast.com and the Steve Shriver Podcast on Facebook.